The University of Kansas Health System is proud to be the official healthcare provider of the Kansas City Current. From youth athletes to the pros, we put player care first to turn their dreams into reality. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash kccurrent. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Man, thanks a lot to Anthony Sherman for coming in and talking about his experience now as a member of law enforcement down there and and what he went through. And I'll just tell you this, there's, there's a lot that he couldn't talk about on the air that he told us off the air. And when, when we tell you he was in the middle of it, and he's one of the heroes, I, I promise you, that's uh, not hyperbole. He was... I love that man. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Um, uh, thank you to Ty Lebo. He'll come back in here after uh, rudely interrupting Nate's live read. Hey, I don't care. I love that man, too. Right. We love him, but, you know, it's uh, so hot. A guy that's been in radio for 25 right. years <laughs> sees someone speaking to the microphone and just comes up. He was loud talking, right. too, wasn't he? And he kept raising his voice. And so, like, how, how, um, how is it yeah. not just nature to look up right. above the door? Um, how about that light that says on air, Todd? <laughs> yeah, what do you right. think of that? He's in the pretty. Uh, I, I want to get a mic to Corsi also, and now uh, before Nate, uh, before Nate's, I will I will welcome and invite uh, Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star in the conversation. Jesse, thank you for I know yesterday was a long day for many reasons. Thanks for coming in here with us. We appreciate you. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, yeah, even go. though even though Jake wants to silence you, I sure want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you because you brought us breakfast tacos. Did you? Which, uh, See, I haven't, you haven't made the official offer. I didn't know if those, those oh, no, four no. were your... Yeah, those chorizo, egg, uh, bacon, yeah. egg, and cheese. That's it's, easy. It's one of those days. Yeah. One My of middle name is chorizo, so I, thank uh, you. The, the very, very welcome gesture on your part, Jesse, and I was actually just thinking as we were giggling about Todd's uh, rude interruption of my live read. Um, we both started the show, it seems like a long time ago to me now, 6 o'clock. Yeah, it's over three hours ago. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Man. Unbelievable. Um, by saying that, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be here this morning. I don't really want to talk about this stuff. Three hours in, I'm really glad that I've been here because I don't know if anybody feels the same way, but for me, this has been a very therapeutic three hours. First of all, just being around... You guys, some of my my closest friends, uh, being around um, Sherm, having Jesse here, uh, even though it's not fun to talk about any of this, I find myself in a better mental place right now. Three hours than I, three hours later than I was at the beginning. So thank you guys very much for uh, helping me, at least personally, process a lot of these things. And uh, I hope everybody finds somebody that they can talk to today if they need to. So, uh, Jesse, uh, I have no idea what the answer to this is, but where were you yesterday? Share your perspective of, for all the wrong reasons, what would be uh, a day in Kansas City that we will never forget? Yeah, so um, what's interesting now, guys, is that we all sort of have a parade plan for these events because the Chiefs keep winning them, you know? Um so last year I still lived in Lawrence and you know it gets to be just so crazy down there and they don't really have a designated spot for the media as you guys know as Todd talked about earlier on you guys' show how him and Bethany tried to make kind of up to the stage to get some sort of video but like you're kind of in the mass of humanity there right so last year I covered it from home and just watched it on the streams and television and it actually worked out really well 
Yesterday was sort of interesting because, um, you know, we have deadlines that are pretty early, um, you know, earlier than you would think. And so the goal for, you know, me and Blair Kirkhoff is to sort of get a story up from the parade celebration so we can have it in today's paper. Uh, so we had talked about plans and kind of what we wanted to do. And so I stayed at home just to watch it on the streams and to, you know, have it that way. What's so interesting now, and, you know, I have to shout out uh, colleagues, Vi Gregory and Sam McDowell. Um, Tremendous job. Absolutely. Yeah. So we kind of have a group text going and those guys that said, hey, we're going to head down there just to get a color, to see what's going on, to potentially write about this. And Sam has the video interview that you referenced earlier today of the um, Shawnee Mission, uh, I think a Shawnee Mission East student yes. who had his eye scraped above the top um, because he jumped over a fence to try to get away and, and shared that Andy Reid was one of the guys to comfort him inside of Union Station. You know, I, I, I was flipping through things yesterday. That was shown live on ESPN yesterday. Uh, it's obviously gone viral on Twitter, and I'm seeing all sorts of people aggregate it from not only across the nation, but across the world. Um, so, yeah, so, I, I mean, I was at home, and so I, I really I don't have any of the insight, obviously, that Sherm does or that Vahe does or that Sam does. But you saw it unfold, and I'm sure you have no idea what's going on. You do have a yeah, valuable perspective. So I'm watching the stream online, and um, I, I think probably the same one you were uh, Stephen, where the forty-one, where they they're live there, and and I, I, my story was due almost right away, so I was typing up, you know, what Chris Jones had said, and, and getting that in, and the stream was just still playing on the background, and then I saw a bunch of people running, and immediately you just think there's something wrong here, you know, something is not uh, has not going right. So, uh, but once again, kind of circle back, um, you know, the the people out there, I j- just to get people behind the curtain, guys, it's. It's crazy. Um, the Super Bowl, covering the Super Bowl is like running a marathon. And you get to 20, mile 21, 22, 23, and all you think about is the end. Like, one, finally you'll get to a day where you can just crash. Um, just to speak to a guy like Sam McDowell, we were up writing our stories after Super Bowl Sunday till about 4 a.m. in Vegas, which is 6 a.m. this time. He decided that he wanted to go ahead and fly back that morning, 6 a.m., Okay, so he pulls an all-nighter and flies back. The Chiefs, or the sorry, the Royals have their breaking news on the stadium stuff that morning, uh, or that, that next day, and so he breaks the story on that, and then again goes out there yesterday, and um, this is at the end of a marathon, and is out there and shooting this video. So um, kudos to that. I, I saw so many people, you know, from the Star out there writing, and you know, we obviously had the covered parade coverage. And had so many people step up there, but um, you know it's it's such a it's such a sad situation. And just to think, you know, uh, my wife works at a, a school district here locally, and you know, it hit home. You know, there's people there, there's kids there that are showing up to school today that are in this, and not to mention people that you know, Stephen, that have lost their lives. So. Um, it does make it a, a very sad situation and just changes exactly how so many people are going to remember this day and remember um, what this particular thing was and will be affected by it for a long time. And it, it, it makes me it makes me sad to, to think about how everything that happened in this season is going to, you know, came culminated in potentially what happened yesterday. And, and it's such a unique situation that we're in, right? You know, this is all at least temporarily forgotten right now. The talk of a dynasty and 
multiple Super Bowls, but because of what this team is and how great they are, there's every reason to believe that there's going to be another opportunity for a championship parade as soon as next year, if not next year, real soon. And, you know, honestly, it's, it's one of the last things we should worry about. But I have had several people this morning make that point to me, like, the parades will never be the same again. No, they, I, they can't be. I was thinking about that. We always have the photos the next day from the parade of that sea of blue after the Royals won. It's so cool at Union Station. And you always wait for that photo, that sea of red, you know, that that is just there for the parade. And so many people happy. I mean, Nate described it so well. I just think about how many crappy things happen in the world and how cool it is for, like, the World Cup when it's a power and light district. Everybody's just going wild. Everybody's just so happy to be happy about something. This is a parade, guys. Like, this is the moment for Kansas City to be happy about something, forget about all this other crap that's going on. And um, I'm with you, Stephen. It'll never be the same. Um, that that Those photos that happened, that don't that'll never happen again. And I, I just, it's, it's just sad we've gotten to this place where, where we can't even celebrate. <laughs> we can't even celebrate with without thinking about everything else. And I know that's not the world that we all grew up in. We didn't have that fear growing up, uh, potentially, of, of that all the time, or at least at celebratory situations. But I'm, I'm in total agreement with you that, that this. I think the, super, the Chiefs will win more Super Bowls, uh, but I don't think that these sorts of celebrations will ever be the same. Right. I, I just, you know, watching so many different interviews of witnesses and people that were down there like that, that saw th- I mean there's thousands and thousands of people and, and thankfully many of them didn't actually see someone get shot or you know others were not that fortunate and have images that will be impossible to erase but you know I've, I've watched one mother who's being interviewed with her two kids and she said, we were so happy. This is the first parade we've been able to go to. Uh, this is all my son's been talking about for the past three days. Uh, but we'll never go to a parade again for the rest of our lives. We'll never go to a, we'll never go. She, I think she even said, we'll never go. And it's, 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 you're in the heat of the moment. We're never going to anything like this again where there's so many people here. And it's so sad because she's not the only one I've heard say that. And it's it's natural. You can't blame anyone for having that type of reaction to say, well, I'll never bring my kids to a parade again. I'll never bring my kids to some type of event like this again because you're so emotional. And it's just that's who could blame them. But even even if they're not saying it, just think how many kids are have been traumatized by this that went down there. They were excited to miss school and excited to go down there and get a chance to maybe see Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones and just couldn't wait to celebrate and are jumping up and down. And now they're, they're going to be traumatized. It's just, that's just a fact. These little kids, kids that were shot, kids that saw someone get shot, kids that saw the aftermath, kids that had friends down there, it, they're, they're going to be traumatized and it's going to affect them moving forward and that's just so heartbreaking because we talked about this yesterday when when Jake and I were talking about how one of the most precious memories we have with our families is going to the 85 World Series. I think about that all the time. And and now that that's 
instead of these kids having this wonderful memory that will be part of their their lives forever, it's going to be a, a terrible memory that that will affect them moving forward. And that's just that, those are just facts, and uh, and it, it's just that sucks. I mean, I don't um, before I graduated high school, two of my friends had been shot. Um, I talked about that earlier today. One of them, I don't want to say his name because maybe he wouldn't want it to be on the air, but he and I reconnected a few years after he had been shot, and he, we were speaking to our, our high school, Bishop Ward, about college, and he talked about how he didn't go to college for a year after high school because he didn't want to leave his house. Um, he was just scared to go out and do anything. And it took him a long time to get to the point where he could actually start moving on with his life. Um, and I share that story to talk to you, you know, to, to back up what you're saying about it. it's not just, you know, it, it, anybody who is associated with it or involved in the situation is going to carry baggage most likely for the rest of their lives. It doesn't mean they can't go on to have wonderful, beautiful, amazing, inspiring lives. One thing, uh, not to get too emotional here, but one thing that our man Jacob Terrace has really taught me is that you can go through horrific things and put yourself back together and and do amazing things with your life. Jake is a shining example of a person who's done that. Um, but it's not easy, and you need help. So anything we can do to put our arms around people that, that have been involved, and again, I keep saying it, but, you know, my own son... Was we weren't there, and I haven't said this as we're just being real. I didn't go to the parade because I didn't want to be in a big crowd after hosting the watch party for the Super Bowl. I, I felt uncomfortable at times, especially after the Super Bowl was over and the traffic started flooding downtown and people were shooting off fireworks. I also feel quite certain people were shooting guns in the air and things like that the night of the Super Bowl, and I. I wanted to get the hell out of there, and I wanted to go home and be with my family, and I just didn't want to be around a big crowd. Um, and my son was not there yesterday. He came home. And when we were home last night, we all went to bed. He came into my wife's in my bedroom in the middle of the night and just asked if he could sleep on the floor. He, and he told my wife this morning he couldn't sleep last night. He had been in communication with all kinds of friends of his who had been down there. He had been checking all of the news on social media and, and seeing this disturbing images. And um, my point of that is you don't even – if your kids weren't even down there, you should still check on them. I didn't do that last night. I feel stupid for it. So there, there, are, there are people that will deal with this. And um, I wanted to say this too, Stephen, because I texted – you know, I've, you guys are probably all the same. I have friends and coworkers that don't live in Kansas City – my, my phone, I was just responding to text message after text message last night from people that live in other cities asking me if we were okay. I've been trying to make sure to let them all know about Lisa and about her role in the Latino community in Kansas City, as you kept talking about, Stephen, and the Guadalupe Centers. And, and several of my friends who do not live in Kansas City have made donations to the Guadalupe Center today, which little things like that don't make up for everything that happened yesterday, but they at least lift my spirits a little bit to remind me that the overwhelming majority of humankind is good. There are people that care. And in this city in particular, we put our arms around each other. We help each other. We step up. 
in terrible moments. And I fully expect that is what will continue to happen in the aftermath of this, as we will see example after example of people who are reaching out to others to try to help them out and get us through this process together as a city. Um, Stephen, that's one of the things I've always admired about you is the way that you step up to help memorialize people that have gone through a tragedy like this. And I know for a fact that that will happen here. So I just encourage everybody to try to maintain a little bit of faith in humanity, too, and especially the people in this city um, as we go forward and process everything that happened here. Uh, and, and for um, Jesse, uh, we can follow up because I'm going to end the segment take a break. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, just to speak to your point, Nate, we were – Obviously, my wife and my daughter were both home from school yesterday because everybody shut down and this thing goes on. And, you know, I'm obviously covering what happened and it's on the television and everything. And, you know, my eight-year-old daughter comes up to me almost with tears in her eyes, basically crying and saying, I'm so glad we didn't go to the parade. What a sad statement. And I don't know. That's sort of where I'm at is like I didn't grow up with active shooter drills in my classroom, you know, and I know that my wife and daughter do that now. And I didn't go grow up thinking maybe at the parade, I need to be wary of things that are going to happen. So I don't know if I'm partly responsible or, or who is, and you talk about the overwhelming good of humanity. I I just hope at some point the overwhelming good of humanity can, can turn this thing and and make it so that we can find what other countries have found that, that this doesn't need to needlessly happen so often. And I, and I share my experience. You know, I, I was down there, and uh, you know, I broadcasted live on Grand uh, the show, and I had my family, I had my wife and my son Phil, and uh, both my daughters, um, Phil's girl, girlfriend, and her parents, my dad, his wife, um, numerous friends. Uh, you know, I kind of stood and watched over. Uh, Susan and the girls and my dad's wife Vicky, they were they were right in the front row on Grand and hoping to catch a glimpse. And they did. Shook hands with players and just had had a, a wonderful time. But I'm just kind of watching over them because it's it's you know it's, it's a crazy atmosphere down there. And uh, <clears throat> you know is is and with my man Gabe, who I love very much, who's worked on and off here for years and years and years, uh, just like the old days, we're, we're doing a remote together. We were. You know, in and out, we were on green, we're going to get something to eat, but then we're kind of watching the end of the parade, and then we see on the TV, like, why are people running? What's going on there? And then you kind of see shots of, of you see on on camera, the police officers with the guns drawn running, and I said, oh, this is something bad. And then we're standing out on Grand, and just one run after another, the parade of... of, of First responders to police cars with their sirens blaring, racing down Grand. And then immediately thinking, well, what the hell happened? Oh, my God. And this is this is too many for this to be any kind of false alarm or anything. And then you start to see people start to trickle the other way from that, uh, from that direction, you know. And people upset. Kids crying, people not knowing. Just, I mean, how could you know? How could you figure out? And then you're thinking the worst, and you're thinking, oh, you know, your imagination starts to run wild with you. What's what's happening down there? And then you know, and again, I told the story, you know, standing right next to Gabe, and Gabe has this look on his face, like, what? And he goes, my daughter's down there, you know. And then we, he's immediately get, trying to get hold of her, and 
thankfully, because we didn't know down down there, but down what what's going on down there. And, and then he was able to get her over pretty quickly. So that because we we're you know if we if we had we, we you know we had gone down the weather we'd have gone to you know but he got her right away. And then I'm just trying trying to think okay who, who's down there. Who's down there? Caesar and his family, you know, you know, Cooch and his family, some of my close friends. Let me get a hold of them. And I don't even know what I'm getting a hold of them for. I'm just like, are you okay? What's happening? Are you okay? Um, and then, you know, my daughters are sitting there, and we're just a few blocks away, and they had been in contact and trying to connect with some of their friends in school that were down there, and they're trying to figure out who's still down there, you know, make sure, trying to figure out if their friends are okay. Because at that point, we don't know. Nobody knows. We don't even know what they're okay from. We're just trying to, you know. <clears throat> and then, obviously, as the day went on, I found out that, uh, you know, I did know the person that was killed, and it was um, a member of a wonderful family that I've had many connections with over the years. Uh, you've heard me, and I'll just, you know, we have different people tuning in and listening, so I'm going to repeat it again. We have a, a one of my closest friends that I grew up with and went to school with, uh, Pius Hugo Malgoza, uh, who, who uh, you've heard me tell, he's, you know, become a character on the show over the years. I think he's even been on the show, but, you know, um, I mean, that was his, that was his little cousin, Lisa, who was uh, shot and killed, and he had four cousins that were shot and thank goodness uh, three of them are, are okay and are going to uh, going to recover but um, it's just unthinkable it's just and my heart is so broken for the Lopez family and, and all of my friends or cousins and all of the people that, that I you know so many people that I care about and you know, I mentioned, hey, you know, over the years, you, you don't get to see those people that you grew up with and you went to school with as much. But we're all friends on Facebook and we all get to see our families grow and all the great things that, you know, they're doing with their lives. And she was one of them, you know, just friends on Facebook that I always see and and always involved in the community, always doing something awesome. She's a local DJ. She was a radio host on KKFI, had a weekly show. But, you know, you, you, what's a DJ do? They're there to provide music and uh, entertainment at, at wonderful events like weddings and quinceaneras and, and birthdays and anniversaries. And, and, you know, she's part of all these joyous events for so many people, especially in the Latino community. And... um and then I would encourage people to just go look at her Facebook page and spend some time honoring her and learning more about her uh, uh, and, and seeing what, 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 a, what a... And you talk to anyone that knew her, Jake. You know, your your cousins graduated from Bishop Meage with her. I went to school uh, with, with both of her brothers and her sister at St. Pius and a whole bunch of her cousins. Um, anyone... <laughs> will tell you what a what a what a sweetheart what a what a nice wonderful person she was and doing the responsible for doing so many things in the community so many positive things in the community uh, and I sure would like that to be the focus right now you know people will use this to push their agendas and be honest 
you know, act like assholes on social media. I can give you several examples. You don't have to look too far for them. They want to make it about themselves. Um, take your take time. That there's time for that. You know. Take all that energy that you have and emotion, and use it to support the people that were injured, that that were, that were shot, that were affected by this. Use it to somehow support the the Lopez family and and her family, and uh, and to support them with love. Um, spend some time to to see all the awesome things she did in the community. Um, there's there's an article that I'm trying to find that was last year in uh, I think Casey's Kansas City Hispanic News. November 29, 2023, it's being shared all over social media about her and her dad, who's a a legendary uh, musician in the Kansas City area, Um, and how she was kind of following in his footsteps, and that was just done a few months ago, uh, by written by a good friend of mine, Joe Arce, who does a great job of covering the Latino community in, in Kansas City. Read read about the spend some time reading that. Read about her and 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 see what uh, a positive light she was in this community, and hopefully more people can be like her, and not the bastards that did this. Um. And again, I you know I've been in contact with uh, a few members of the family, and uh, and clearly they you know didn't want to come on the show or anything like that. Um, but I did tell him, hey, is there anything you want me to say about Lisa or anything you want me to say on your behalf? You, you just let me know. And, you know, this show is yours. This platform is yours. And I read it a little bit earlier, but I want to do it again <clears throat> in case people missed it. Um, my uh, dear friend, Hugo, sent me just a statement from, from the family that he wanted to share about his cousin. And so I'll read this, and then we'll take a break. And uh, And so he said... Our family's experiencing the terrible loss of our cousin Lisa, who would line up any party we had with her smile. We all grew up houses away from each other, and to be experiencing this unimaginable loss and tragedy hurts us so much right now. But we are focusing on being there for each other, and we'll continue to show up with love and support. So please keep all of our family in your prayers, and especially her husband, and her two children, and her brothers, and her sister, and her parents. And so that's the focal point of this show, and hopefully it's a focal point of people out there uh, to try to support and lift up the victims of this senseless tragedy. We'll take a break. Back after this on WHB. So let's let's play something that I think is, is worthwhile. We told you there were uh, different accounts of uh, some players and even Andy Reid comforting kids that were either separated from their parents or their, their friends. Trey Smith was one of them. And Trey Smith was on Good Morning America. And so let's listen to Trey Smith talking about uh, the shooting at the uh, parade yesterday and then what he had to say. The day started just like last year's parade. 
Super Bowl champ Trey Smith was enjoying the celebration when he learned there was an active shooter at the parade near Union Station. I just remember the security guard just ushering us through the doors quickly, just saying, you know, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Right before I, I run in there, there's like a little kid in front of me, so I just grab him, just yank him, and just tell him, you know, you're hopping in here with me, buddy. So I don't know how many people there were in the closet, maybe 20 plus. Um, one of my teammates, my long snapper, uh, James Winchester, was very instrumental in helping keep people calm. We end up getting the green light to be able to get out of there. Uh, we end up walking um, to the buses. The Chiefs team buses is soon filled with frightened bystanders trying to escape the madness outside. This little boy uh, was with his father. Oh, he's just a little hysterical. He's just panicked. You know, he's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, I had the WWE belt um, call me the entire parade. And, you know, I was thinking, man, what can I do to help him out? I just handed him the belt. Hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you. Anywhere. No one's going to hurt you, man. Um, we got your back. We just started talking about wrestling. You know, who's your favorite wrestler? What was your favorite wrestling match? And just little things like that just to take his mind off. Like he was looking out the window and he was seeing people, you know, just reacting away. They were trying to get out of that situation. So I'm like, here you go, buddy. This is yours. You know, man, like. So again, no one's going to hurt you when you're here with us. Thank you for protecting, buddy. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Smith is still in shock that a day of joy could turn so violent. I'm pretty angry because um, of senseless violence. You know, someone lost their life today. Um, you have children that are injured. You have children that are traumatized. I'm hurting for one, the families and the people who got impacted, the city of Kansas City. But the offensive lineman still believes in his city. Hearts um, go out to you guys. You know, we're thinking and praying for you, but you know, at the end of the day, Kansas City's community as a city, we're going to stand up together and we're going to be strong. Uh, and I think I've been pretty uh, outspoken the past couple of weeks when we had Trey Smith on the show just a couple of days before the Super Bowl. And it seems like every time Nate and I go out to the locker room, like, uh, who'd you talk to? Well, We've got some sound with Trey Smith. Uh, you know, Jesse, as you can attest to someone that's out there way more than we are, there are certain guys that will always talk one that of the, you can lean on. One of the best dudes on the team, and, absolutely. And, that, and that's why I've said, I've tried to tell people, he is such a nice guy, such a good guy. And not just because he takes time to talk with us. You see how people interact with other people. Such a genuinely good guy. And then you listen to that. I mean, if you're ever looking for a Chiefs player to throw, wrap your arms around, throw your support upon, uh, I nominate Trey Smith. I mean, I mean, sir, he is. I mean, and then you listen to that, and it's just him in a moment with one kid taking the opportunity and going the extra mile to make that kid feel better and to make him feel strong at a moment of weakness. And now that child will remember that for the rest of their lives. And uh, that, that is beautiful from Trey Smith. And you, and you, like you said, you have the same uh, opinion and have had the same experiences with Trey Smith, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you had told me that story happened and you gave me five guesses, Trey would have been one of the five That's right. um, for sure. You know, I, I think there's also something to be said. This story was shared earlier yesterday and that's why he's getting asked about it but um you know we talk about true character kind of getting revealed when nobody's watching that sort of thing and so um this is a moment of crisis when he's he's doing these sorts of things and comforting people um and you saw that 
obviously we had the video and the story in the Kansas City Star about, um, we talked about earlier about the 16-year-old uh, high school kid who Andy Reid gave words to. You know what I mean? Uh, said Andy Reid comforted him and told him to breathe, told him to relax. And so um, I, I do think it does say something in this, this moment where your true colors really do show. You know what I mean? And and you're right, Stephen, sometimes these things, there's there's people that do things for certain reasons, and then there's people who do the right thing. And uh, obviously this is a moment where Trey Smith showed uh, exactly the type of person he is uh, in a very trying moment, and uh, it sure sounds like Andy Reid did as well. Jake, let's, let's play that video that um, the Jesse's reference from Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star. This was uh, a young man named Gabe, who's a sophomore at Shawnee Mission East, and uh, and, and here he, he he tells a story, uh, which I think is very powerful as well. Uh, Jake, play that, please. Like the security guard was like, get over the damn fence right now. There's a shooter. We hop over. I, I hit my face on accident, but then so I headed in there. I had no idea where he was. I. I head in there, there's like an FBI agent named Megan, she's like, alright, are you okay? Just like, find your friends and everything, but then, so I just headed all the way over here, but there was like second shots in Union Station, and she's like, get out of there right now. So we had no idea, but it's just... You heard shots inside Union Station too? That, that's where I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I heard shots in Union Station. They might have been a little bit outside, I'm not sure though. What did you I'm pretty sure when I was standing outside, her just like, boom, boom, like real quick. And then the security guard was like, get over the barricade, get in the state, or just like, get over here right now. Just come on, come on, let's go. And then, so we went in the, like, we went in the station. Like, we, like, I had no idea if my friends were okay. Like, it's just, it's terrible. Like, And real quick, I mean, I know you didn't mention Andy Reid on there, but this is from the story from uh, Sam McDowell, Laura Bauer. Uh, it says, Gabe stood up. A security guard directed him inside the Union Station. There, Gabe said he multiple people offered their support, including one who had just spoken on the stage outside. Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach. Quote, Andy Reid was trying to comfort me, which was nice. Gabe said shortly before his voice broke and his tears filled his eyes. He was kind of hugging me, just like, are you okay, man? Are you okay? Please just, or just please breathe. He was being real nice and everything. He left to check on other people, I'm pretty sure. And you talked about sort of what this does to people. It, you know, the lead of the story is pretty powerful as well. It says, you know, his, his temple's bloody. He wrapped his arms around a friend he'd lost track of. And he told him, I love you, man. I love you. And so these are the sorts of experiences that uh, folks that are showing up to celebrate a, a championship are, are left with. Let's uh, take a break. Back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've had so many people um, send me different messages. And David, who's listening to the show, thank you, David. He says, Stephen, listening to the show, want to also mention that Lisa was a board member of the Fiesta Hispana, the big, you know... We've all been down there, Jake, you know, the big fiesta that's every year downtown. And they said, we will miss her and all the time and efforts that she donated, you know, and so that's, and that's just a, a common story, you know, it's another, it's another thing that she did in the community and another way that she, 
And but that's then and, and again that's her family. That's that you know and, and you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier about the um Guadalupe Centers, you mentioned that because her her, her older brother Beto, who I went to school with, he's uh he's a mayor pro tem out in Lee Summit and president and CEO of the Guadalupe Centers. You know, and and, and another member of that family that does an incredible amount in the community and for the community, uh, not just the Latino community, but just the community overall. And, um, you know, that's a, a great, great family. It's heartbroken. And uh, hopefully, again, the city, and I know I, there's, no, there's no question, hopefully the city will ra- will wrap our arms around them, lift them, support them, and love them um, as much as we can. And that's the important thing. You know, everything else will ultimately fall in place as far as who and why and everything else. And that's just not, to me, important at this moment. It's important to support and love the people that were affected, and especially Lisa's family and all the people that are just heartbroken today. Jesse, any final words? Uh, Nate, Jake, got a couple minutes. I've, I've talked enough. I'd like you guys to kind of wrap it up. No. Um you know, I'm seeing stories out there now like Buffalo Bills fans supporting Children's Mercy. So I know you've talked so much about looking toward the good, and we talked about Sherm and kind of his actions and police officers rushing to danger, and um, it's so difficult a moment like this. But you see things like that, and <laughs> for all the Bills fans, <laughs> for all we've talked about on this show, um, to see things like that, you, you hope for the good in humanity. And so... I hope that that comes about. Here. And that reminds me, thank you again to all of the first responders, yeah. police officers, firefighters, EMTs, anyone that works in the hospitals, in the, in the emergency rooms, doctors, nurses, anyone that helped, the people that ran towards danger as so many ran away. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. I know that you saved lives and you saved people and you did good. And it's heroes like you uh, out there that continue to be the true representation of the city. I'll just leave you with uh, encouragement to do what we do best in this town, and that's put your arms around the people around you. Reach out to anybody that you might be thinking of. Don't assume that everybody's okay, even if they weren't directly involved in the situation. You'll never regret sending somebody a text or giving somebody a call to let them know that you love them and you're thinking about them, and I would encourage everybody to do that today.